At lunch I eat a sandwich with a glass of Coke to roll. No one can see you drinking when you're working from home. I still produce reports in a professional font. But now when I have downtime, I can do what I want. And welcome to the Existentialist Cucumber. My name is Larry Wu. And I'm Curtis Withers. Uh, Larry, uh, I was cleaning out my fridge recently um, because it was starting to get like, you know, when it when you start to get that sort of off smell and you want to nip it in the bud before, you know, before it goes full bore. So, so and, that is like the deep cleaning of all the takeout and yeah, yeah, all the old takeout, all the old sauces, you know, like I'll use these sauces, these extra sauces one day, and you've got all those little cups, and then you know, they go off. Um, so yeah, I was like pulling out the produce trays, all that kind of stuff, and I and I found this. I, I, I think it was like some sort of like maybe I was planning to do a roast and forgot about it, but it looked like a like like a calcified haggis like a haggis that had been like sort of like left out in in uh sort of like the the uh like newfoundland like 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 the like the newfoundland winter or something on the on the shoreline and it just got all <laughs> crusted and calcified it was very strange looking but now i so- think that i might try to sell it <laughs> well my my vision came the vision that came to my mind was like this um uh like dinosaur egg or dinosaur uh imprinted <laughs> i guess that that someone dug up in some uh archaeological dig yeah but uh that, but it does remind me of, of 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 something and and that is something that's that's called an ambergris an ambergris yes i think i, I think I, I think i know what that is like an amber, okay, an ambergris isn't that a type of bird that only eats uh, coniferous, coni- like coniferous needles, and then it and then and then it regurgitates them, and th- and that's how it reproduces. It's a spore. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a bird that that has spore reproduction. Oh, okay, okay. So, so it's a, it's not laying yeah. eggs, but actually like no. spitting out. Okay, very rare, very rare. Only okay. found, only, only, only found in, uh, in in remote parts of Greenland. I believe okay. that's right. Well, I, I, I think we have to um, take apart the word a bit. So, gris is obviously French. It's 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 fat, right? Like, as I believe that's what gris is, and amber. So, I'm thinking it's like another word for uh like sap or tree discharge is it wow that that's ah, it doesn't sound discharge. dirty tree discharge um so like a tree discharge that kind of hardens so it's like it's basically the fat of the tree if you mm-hmm. will you know the yeah. grease of the tree i i think it's tree grease um, if, you, if you'd ask me uh but I no like curtis yeah, I, I you know may, maybe 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 the bird that you're referring to is eating from the from the, that tr- tree, tree <laughs> yeah, yeah and then that's how it it gets its reproductive organs going and then it barfs it all out and and forms more ambergris uh but no it's actually something more vile than what you or i just kind of mentioned so ambergris is basically this i would just call it the 
the hairball of a sperm whale. So it's like this re it's like a regurgitation from a sperm whale that kind of comes up looking like this lump and as you kind of described your calcified haggis it 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 or or it just looks like what, what did you call it like a lump of bread that's been sitting in your fridge for like weeks yeah and just just like had the element the elements have had time to really work it over so there's mold there's salt there's all kinds of and it makes a nice crust over it so uh, the reason why we we I found this word is it it actually leads right into our headline. So let's go to the headlines. Um so lucky woman finds lump of whale vomit worth 185,000 pounds while walking along a beach. You really so this... have to hear that that headline all the way through for it to make sense cuz at first <laughs> it's like lucky woman finds lump of whale vomit. <laughs> yes, let's 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 be very clear about that headline. Is lucky woman? So th- th- this this is not like the whale did not puke on her, and she was like, "Oh, this is the worst day possible." But no, um, so she found this lump to be uh that she believed was this ambergris, um, because she she obviously saw this uh, substance and it had a really fishy smell to it, like. Duh! What it's it's probably like plankton and other sea stuff mashed and then hairballed and then spat out of a whale. Um, so she found this lump, and I guess she dragged it home. This thing weighed like seven kilograms, twelve inches wide, twenty four inches long. Um, so it wasn't small. Um, and. Yeah, so they're waiting to be to it to be certified. Now, I guess they knew something of it because I guess there's one way to check and you can uh it's it's highly flammable apparently. And I guess they tried to put a light a lighter to it and it it the flame went up and it started to melt and then when it cooled it hardened again. So it's it's also apparently like quite fishy smelling. Now, both you and I were like, "Okay, well what's so what makes this thing worth 185,000 pounds? So I guess the beauty industry uses it as a ingredient or a basis for perfumes, I guess, over the years, right? Yeah, yeah. Apparently it's a fixative, so uh, for, the, for, the, for the sense. Now, if, uh, you know, the, the, the fine editors at Wikipedia on their page on Ambergris have said that uh, it is, uh, it's, its use is being sort of outmoded by a sort of, uh, I guess, like a like a chemical compound that they use instead, which is probably easier to produce, easier to obtain. But like, I I'd like to think that like you know, in sort of like the snootiest parts of the Paris sort of perfume industry, that they will just not have, they will not have it if it's if it's not if it's not whale puke. They don't want it in their perfume, you know, all natural. Well, if, you, if if you're if you're paying like that much money for it, I want the real whale puke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I guess it's like a status thing. Like you could wear, you could use the synthetic stuff if you wanted to. But yeah, you know, if but you yeah. really wanted to have that chum smell follow you around wherever you go, but, but like, I. But I want to know, 
who's the first person that said, I'm going to, I'm going to make this into a perfume and make me smell better. Because okay. I, the way that it describes, it's not like you take this ambergris and you just kind of liquefy it. And there you go. You just spray that on you. Obviously it, it's, 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 a, they know there's something in it that they can use, but it's just, how do you find it? Like, how do you even fish for ambergris? Like, like, does it just float to the surface or does someone chase a sperm whale around waiting for it to puke? Yeah. Or do you, or do they get hunted for it? You know, like, (laughs) which is, which is rather grim to think about, but uh, yeah. You know, you know what probably happened, right? They, they killed the sperm whale. Like Ahab comes, kills the sperm whale. They cut it open and sperm whales aren't small, right? They cut it open. They pull out this, what was it? Two feet of of ambergris, and then yeah. they tossed the rest of the carcass. Right? Oh, we don't. Okay. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're done here. Yeah, we got the, we got what we came here for. We got the valuable <laughs> the valuable stuff. But I just I just like the fact now, you know, now that you've heard this, next time you walk through the bay and through the perfume section, they're spray they're you know they're spraying stuff in your face and stuff. Just think, I'm getting sprayed with whale puke all through this the, the uh, yar yar mighty yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was your day. I got covered in whale puke while <laughs> while shopping for a birthday present for my wife. Uh, that's it. Um, oh, you you. But here's here's a here's a question. Off. So that the that primary school librarian that you may or may not have uh, at school that wore like the heavy heavy perfume back because everyone did it in the eighties, right? Um, do you think that would have been synthetic or real? I guess it depends, you know. I guess the pay, the pay grade of the library. Yeah, it depends if they. Yeah, it, it depends what. Yeah, what pay grade they're on. Were they getting the real shit? Like, were they were they wearing Chanel number no. four, or were they wearing Chanel number no. five? Ooh. And if it's Chanel number no. five, that that's gonna have ambergris. But those that's knockoffs. The, yeah. That'll be the synthetic shit. Yeah, the, the 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 real puke would be Chef's Kiss, right? Yeah, Chef's Kiss. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely Chef's Kiss. <laughs> All right. the The next headline, um, we don't we we kind of do animal stories once in a while. This this one is kind of a, a, a sad yet justified one. So, uh, man killed by his own rooster during illegal cockfight in India. Yes, this is a. I mean. I, it's sad to a degree, but it's also kind of, I, I can't help but find it hilarious because, because what, ha- what happened was, Larry, I believe there was a, a knife, like, like in these cockfights. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, it's, it's, yeah, the, these are, these are like Mad Max style cockfights. So apparently they, they, they weaponize these birds by attaching knives to their legs and their talons. Like, so I guess the equivalent of like giving the giving the rooster like Wolverine claws. Yeah, just like not the intended purpose of this bird. And this guy, so he's so he's he's got this this bird that he's like Wolverined up. And I guess he's like leaning over to put it in the ring or whatever. And the bird tries to escape and it and it uh critically injures him in his groin. So all those cockfight jokes go to a new <laughs> level because <laughs> there, there's a lot, there's a lot of cockfighting uh, puns going around the circle wow. there. Yeah. 
So yeah, he got he got uh, his groin. He got injured grievously injured in his groin by the blade and, of the of the cock that he wanted to 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 fight with. That's right, and and died of loss of blood. So he cut something big there, right? or or maybe small. I I have no idea. But that for to, for you to bleed out, yeah, from your own uh, from your own bird. Oh, wow. um, but yeah, it's just oh, it's just. It's in, it's insane. Like when I'm reading this, like so these specially bred like killer roosters um, have a seven and a half centimeter, so a three inch long knife or blade tethered to their legs, and punters bet on who will win the gruesome fight. Roost thousands of roosters die each year in, in the battles, which, despite the efforts of animal rights groups, attract large crowds. Like. I, I can only imagine like they're just horribly gruesome, especially if you're attaching like a three inch shiv to the roosters, right? Yeah, and 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 the fate of this particular rooster, I guess they recovered the rooster, and he got sent to a poultry farm, which is which is like a a, a bad fate, I think, for a bird, but I think better than possibly getting shivved by another rooster. While all these like idiots look on and bet on which which one of you is gonna die, like I guess at least with the poultry far- farm you'll feed somebody, right? Like this is just well. I, I don't do. Do we eat? Do they? Do we eat roosters at all? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think we do. I. I, th- I think. I don't think we. I don't think roosters are eaten. But I could be wrong. So maybe if someone can correct us, or someone that's in the farming can. So can maybe let us he's know. maybe he's just there for a stud retirement. Purposes. Maybe. Wow. You know, hey, you never know. That's but a, that's, uh, a, that's a step up for sure. Our, our, our next, uh, our next headline: um, more animals. Well, I'll I'll do air quotes. Animals. Um, a dystopian robo dog now patrols New York City. That's the last thing we need. So this is a drone, uh, quadrupedal. Because I don't want to call it a dog. I think that's an insult to dogs by calling it a dog. Mm. It's like a quadrupedal robot that is basically a drone. So it just patrols. I guess there's numerous cameras on it, and um, maybe it's armed with a taser. Let's hope it's not armed, but maybe it's just kind of there to just kind of record. But I, this headline I brought out was just basically like it, this this just scares the crap out of me. This this is what this is like Skynet. In fact, the um the 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 model of the Robo Dog it looks like something out of the old video game Half Life Two when mm-hmm. you're transported into the dystopian future and you have these drones things attacking you or or switching after you. It's just I think it's just bad news because all it takes is you know the next step is to arm these quadrupedal things right with a yeah. taser or something. Then you get like an 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 Ed two oh nine situation. That's right. Or you know, uh, I I'm gonna go. I gotta find John Connor because I'm gonna stay really close to him. <laughs> yeah, it is a it's a really sort of aggressive looking drone. Um, they call it Digidog, I guess, to try to make it sound, sound <laughs> make it sound cute. like a Japanese video game. Yeah, make it sound. Yes, exactly. They, that that's their their attempt to make it sort of you know acceptable to 
to the bats, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. But yeah, if you look at the picture of this thing, this has got no face, right? But it's got like these, but it's it's got so it's got like four um four legs, and then it's got like wheels where the paws would be. But it's got like that stance, like it doesn't look like like a like a like a Shih Tzu or a French bulldog. It's like a Rottweiler, <laughs> right? Like it's stance. got that aggressive stance. That's right. It's got that yeah. aggressive stance. That's that's kind of the the native stance to it, but. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not. Uh, it would it would be off putting to see this thing hanging around, <laughs> hanging around the streets. Oh, but but you bring up a good point. If we're going to start using robo dogs, as they say they will, and you said you said it the word right there, um, like off putting imagery of of this robot. What do you think they would need to do to this thing to make it? more friendlier looking so that's actually look like it's the friendly neighborhood dog to protect you like give it a face and not a i don't know it could be it could be it could be anything anything that you can think of curtis what would you what would you as the designer or as the dystopian uh big brother would do to this dog to bring calm to the masses as this thing patrols the night yeah make it look cute like like right now it's got like it's 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 got like this this sort of I guess it's a big camera at its front there and it's got like a like Jake, do you remember K9 from Doctor Who? Yep. There. Make it look like K9. Make it look like K9? Make it look and talk like K9 and people will be fine with it. Okay, I'll 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 up your design. Make it or give it the head of K9. If there's a design issue with K9, because it wasn't K9 on wheels like R2-D2, so then you'd suddenly hit stairs and then it would be... That was, well, in Doctor Who, that was always the kiss of death, right? Stairs, unless you were a human. <laughs> so, okay. So you give it the head of K9 from Doctor Who, and I'm going to up the ante and say, give it the voice of Goliath from Davy and Goliath. Just really dopey. And and also have it spew like Davy and Goliath like high Christian morals. <laughs> I don't know about that, Curtis. You should. Yeah, you should. That, yeah, I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> uh, I I I think that I think I think we get a uh, high adoption rate if we uh, gave it the canine Goliath dog. Yeah. Oh That'd my god. Hybrid. So. Um, continuing on with the headlines as this as this thing completely falls apart, just like the uh, canine uh, evil dog, the robo dog. Um, we talked the other episode about this uh, man breaking the Guinness Book of World Records for swimming the longest distance while handcuffed. So, I actually found another uh, Guinness uh, record uh, that was recently broken. By two Idaho men. So, Idaho men break Guinness record for catching dice while blindfolded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> so this is the part that kills me. Is uh, okay. So the pair of men, the the, the two guys, uh, found some unusual record by throwing and catching two hundred and fifteen dice while the catcher was blindfolded. So these two guys, uh, they had broken more than 150 Guinness Book records to promote STEM education, mm-hmm. 
What yeah. part of STEM education is doing something complete? Actually, it's quite the antithesis of STEM, right? Let's do the dumbest thing possible to promote STEM. Yeah, nothing to do with mathematics or science, but yeah, it's I wouldn't call it uh, on brand. Uh, with you know, it's it's very much random, isn't it? Um, but I, I think like it's the interesting thing about the, about this is that the uh, the they beat the previous record, which was forty-five. So, so they they uh, broke it by what, like four times, four right? Times. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, I don't think like the people who set that record in the first place were really taking it super seriously. Forty-five, um, and then these guys, I guess, actually trained for a little bit, managed to get two fifteen. I think like these guys, from the sounds of it, they look, they cherry pick these stupid records. That I guess people probably called in, possibly while drunk, um, and <laughs> or high, or high. I don't think like I don't think they make it into you know when you buy the hardcover book, the hardcover coffee table book. Yeah, that it's that they're in there. Yeah, I don't think that these ones get in there. I think yeah. you have to like you have to like I don't know maybe go on the website or and so they just find really easy ones that nobody's really tried that hard to you know to to set and then they just. And same with the swimming with handcuffs. Like, I'm sure the person who did it the first time was just like, you know, yeah, he was escaping from jail or whatever. And then just, hey, I just swam like X amount of, uh, you know, 300 meters with handcuffs. And then this guy said, well, I can do that. And then and then you go a little bit extra to make it just a little bit harder for the next person. But yeah, these guys aren't like, they're not, they're not, you know breaking the hundred meters or <laughs> these aren't like real records i think that's what i'm trying to say <laughs> okay these are yeah, like yeah, really yeah ridiculous well so i'm thinking that you and i can break this one so the record is the stipulations of the record is you and i have to stand six and a half feet from each other during the attempt mm-hmm. so you or i one of us needs to be blindfolded while the other person is throwing dice at the other person Mm-hmm. So the other the person that's blindfolded basically just has to keep their hands out mm-hmm. and you know together in a, I guess a cup formation that would maximize dice capturing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's um, right. Yeah. And 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 we have thirty seconds to do this. So I'm thinking if, if let's say let's say you're the one blindfolded, Chris. I, if we're allowed like uh, additional devices, I, I'm getting like a a t-shirt gun and just just putting it on rapid fire for auto and just start pummeling you with dice and just just kind of stand there like a, a big net right <laughs> yeah we'll see, we'll see what happens i mean yeah i don't know what the rules are either it does there are official rules to this though because it says like the guinness rules required the men to remain at least six and a half feet from each other during the attempt so that's, somebody that's... this is somebody's job is to think of these asinine records like what needs to be what needs to be the the constants you know what needs to be the what needs to be the hard parameters that's right because there there must be something to six and a half feet maybe it's something about how the dice fly the distance of traveling i don't know why six and a half feet It, it, it could be 10 feet why not make it 10 feet Six and a half. There's yeah. There's some. There's something yeah. to six and a half feet. But you're right. But I'm I, I'm thinking about other plans. Okay, fine. They won't allow me to use the t-shirt gun, nor 
I don't think you want to be pommeled by by me holding <laughs> being blindfolded, being pommeled by a t-shirt gun loaded by dice. But let's just assume um, taking taking something from another sport. So uh, football, big celebration or a common celebration is you dump the Gatorade container onto the coach, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm thinking if we fill a Gatorade container full of dice. And I just kind of stand six and a half feet away, right? And and, and you're blindfolded and you're just kind of like, I don't I don't know, just wear a giant extra large t-shirt, Curtis. So maybe, or maybe it does, does it say, oh, it has to be in your hands. Okay, sorry. Maybe we can do something to, to maybe, ha- maybe eat a lot of salty foods, Curtis, before we do this attempt so that your hands get uh, a bit bloated, retain a bit more extra water. We need a bit more uh, square footage from your hands. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I just take this, you know, barrel of Gatorade <laughs> container of dice and just randomly shower you with it, right? I'm sure you could probably catch more than 215 or retain some in your hands. If you know, if we play our cards right, we can we can uh, beat these guys, and we wouldn't do it in the name of STEM. We would just do it in the name of pure stupidity and we would do it in the name of, yeah we would do it in the name of pure stupidity and, and that would be in the article <laughs> flying the flag of pure stupidity pure stupidity withers and woo caught 310 dice withers later treated in hospital for multiple lacerations and <laughs> contusions yeah, but, okay, let's do I, it. But, but, yeah, but, but what I want to do is I don't want to quadruple her score. I just want to beat it by one. Yeah. Like, that, that'd, be, that'd be more insulting if you just beat it by one, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And yeah. and you do it in, like, 15 seconds. Oh. If, so so you could beat it by more, but you're like, ah, it's good enough. Well, I... I, you plus, know, I... plus I've got multiple contusions. <laughs> It's always with the multiple contusions because you know there could be a chance that the uh, Gatorade uh, uh, barrel uh, keg slips out of my hands and the whole thing just comes crashing into your head while you're blindfolded. Yeah, you don't even see it coming. I I, w- I wouldn't, which which might be a small mercy. <laughs> it might be. Then you'd think that you'd get hit in the head with an ambergris. Actually, that would probably kill you if you got hit in the head with ambergris. Or, <laughs> seven yeah. kilograms? Seven, seven kilograms? kilograms worth of ambergris? I think, yeah. You that, would... Yeah, that's that's concussion city right there. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, so moving on to more dumb headlines, because that's what seems to be this the presiding uh, theme for this episode. Okay, so um, going on to more uh, for foodie cultures, right? For the foodies out there, do, do people still call themselves foodie? I think that term kind of died off, right? Mm, I don't know. That's, I haven't heard it in a while, so possibly. Okay, well, here's one for them. Reese's, so the famous... Uh, is it a chocolate bar? Would you call it a candy? Like a, is, is it considered a chocolate bar? It's an excellent Candy, question. you know, Reese. Everyone knows okay. about it. Reese, yeah. right? Reese chocolate peanut butter cups. Okay. So Reese is launching chocolate-free peanut butter cups. Yeah. So the whole thing, the, the whole duality of this candy, which has always been their thing, right? It's, oh, it's chocolate and peanut butter. Remember those old commercials from the 70s and 80s? What was it? People running into each other? 
Yeah, I remember like, one guy who was roller skating, listening to a transistor radio, and he and, and eating peanut butter out of a jar while he's roller skating. Right. And this woman's chocolate bar goes, she trips or whatever, and it goes, and it goes into his jar, his exposed jar of peanut butter. And then there's the, your peanut butter got in my chocolate. Your chocolate's on my peanut butter. And then they taste it, and they're like, whoa. Well, divorce proceedings have completed, and they're removing the chocolate. So. Basically, you're just getting this cup of peanut butter. But this is... Or, or, or they, rather, they, looking at it now, it, it's really it's like a peanut butter cup with the peanut butter filling. So I think the, the peanut butter on the outside is like a different consistency than the peanut butter on the inside. So the peanut butter on the inside is still the same. It's just they have this hardened peanut butter, maybe from that... Maybe from maybe from that uh, those the 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 Canadian cow milk that that's been producing hardened butter. Maybe it's this, something similar, um, but yeah, it's just basically here you go, peanut butter. Now, now this isn't this isn't the new Coke situation though, right? Like they're not replacing. no 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 they're not replacing. This is yeah. this is like them. This is this is what corporate speak would be. They're diversifying. Right, right. So I don't know. Uh, it's. I guess it's there if you want it. But <laughs> it, it are, are you are you running out to buy? Okay. Question: Will you try it? If it, if it's if it's available, and if I find it, I'm I'm shipping some off to you. I'll do curbside drop off for you. I'll definitely try it if I don't have to buy it. Like if it's, if they're <laughs> just around or whatever, like I I will eat it for sure. But okay. I don't know if I'm going to be going to the store and buying it. I don't know. Maybe I will out of. Uh, out of out of curiosity but yeah i i, I it, it's not unappealing i like peanut butter but um yeah i'm, I'm also not like i i like the chocolate and peanut butter right like i like the original conceit of the whole thing i just don't like I'm, i could i could just be like that guy with the transistor radio and roller skates and just get a get a get a, a jar of jiff and just if I'm going to eat this, why don't I just eat the GIF right out of the jar and just skip so, the whole cup thing? So, so what would what would that modern day commercial for this product be? So it would be uh, someone on a motorized scooter eating peanut butter out of a jar, but like smooth peanut butter. Yeah, and then, and then, and then somebody is like doing like Pilates in like a in like a a, a studio loft and. Uh, while eating chocolate, and then the chocolate falls out of the loft window, and then the guy in the Segway <laughs> has the peanut butter, and then it gets lodged into the peanut butter, and then they start tweeting about it. They don't actually speak to each other. <laughs> <laughs> they Instagram a picture of it. Okay, but uh, sorry, but that that's great. That that's that's fantastic. And let's—I don't want to take that take that away from you. But I was I was actually referring to the new product. Oh, the new product. So, oh, so we, oh. so let, let's 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 start let's start the scene again. I like the Pilates person. I like the person on the motorized scooter. Yeah. But the motorized scooter guy is eating the peanut butter out of the jar, which would mean that the person doing Pilates needs to be eating some other peanut butter like product, but not exactly like the. So maybe I can't think of a peanut butter like product. That's not. I like butter. think it was like peanut brittle, and that would just be a whole other thing. We can't yeah, so 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 would it would it just be like uh, a, a smooth peanut butter versus a the 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 stuff that just hardens into candy like 
Yeah. Where, where you're bending knives just to get it and you're destroying your bread just trying to get it on. Yeah, 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 like that. Yeah, the 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 sort of like the peanut butter that's that's had a chance to really in your and set because, you know, it's the it's been it's been in your it's been in your pantry for I don't know 9 to 12 months versus like yeah, the the guy the Segway. So the guy the Segway has like a fresh jar of peanut of natural the natural yeah. stuff right because like a lot of the oil rise yeah so yeah, yeah I, I totally get it but but i like i like your ending so they're either tweeting or they're tiktoking about it yeah yeah they're doing something on social media it might not be tweeting because yeah you're right because uh um you know tweeting tweeting by this this uh point in time is almost boomerish so That's yeah right. they're probably tiktoking they're, they make a tiktok about it um you know but but uh they don't and maybe an Instagram post, but they don't they don't actually speak to each other about it. There you that, go. Let's that, let's yeah. there, there there you there you go, Hershey Company. There's your commercial. There's you know, the they, pitch. They did something not not Reese's, but what what company makes uh O Henry? Is that like Lowry or 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 not not Cadbury? Uh but go go ahead. Hershey? Anyway, they they came out with the O Henry 420, which was just super lazy. It was essentially the O Henry without the chocolate covering. So it was the nougat and the peanuts, and then no chocolate. And they were calling it the 420 because it was an energy snack. But the 420, what they really meant was, we're going to market this to people who are so stoned that they don't really care <laughs> that we've taken out the chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> and they had a massive thing at Kensington Market where you you they had they 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 rented a big space and you went in and you filled out some questionnaire and it told you what kind of a chocolate eater you are. They're all like various forms of slacker, and then you then you got a free um, O Henry four twenty, and it was as unimpressive as it sounds. It was like you know the O Henry requires the chocolate coating on the outside to complete the product. This is just an incomplete product that they're trying to foist onto stoners and calling it an energy bar. I'm getting the same vibe with this. I'm sorry, totally. And and it and it's also like the 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 kryptonite for a lot of kids who are allergic to peanuts, right? Like it's the worst possible thing other than the pure peanut that you could give to uh, that could be contact with the kid. This is but a I guess, lethal. This is lethal. This thing. Oh yeah, no, no, no. But uh, I, I guess they couldn't go the other way, right? They couldn't remove the peanut butter piece because otherwise it would just be then chocolate. I mean, but then again, this is just peanut butter, so yeah, yeah, they're both because they could have a chocolate lovers edition, which is just a chocolate cup. You know? So, so maybe the commercial that that we developed is incorrect. Maybe there isn't a meeting. Maybe it's just the guy or the person doing Pilates just eating peanut butter out of the jar and realizing, oh, this is too messy. I need it in a more convenient vehicle because there is no meeting, right? It's it, yeah. Just I, th- I think it should. Butter. I think it should. Sh- I think it should be still two people, but I think it should be two people who end up doing the same thing. And their neighbors are like close to each other, but they've ne- but they have never spoken and they will never speak, and and they can't meet. So this could yeah. be the the proper uh, COVID era um, metaphor, right? Yeah, very much so. 
Yeah. There you go, there Hershey. Go. Okay, we've got it. We, <laughs> we just need to talk to the fine people at Reese's. And, uh, That's right. Yeah. Um, Okay, so uh, more more dumb headlines because that's what the theme is. Uh, good old Texas. Texas governor lifts mask mandate and allows businesses to open at 100% capacity despite health official warnings. <sighs> now, the Americans are doing a, a, a much faster and, and widespread vaccination than uh, Canada has. Uh, but still, to think they're not at, you know, 70% or whatever that herd immunity number that you're trying to get at. Um, so this has just become like, really, you, you want to lift the mask mandate? It's been keeping everyone safe and not dying. <laughs> uh, I, I I just don't get this one. I, I know it kind of brought the, the whole theme down, but I just thought this headline just got to me in in. in many many different ways yeah i think um yeah obviously it's far too soon to be maskless and 100 percent capacity um you know i certainly think that uh with the amount of vaccinations it says it says like uh like, like it says here there's been a lot of vaccinations but it says uh in uh, governor abbott's own words uh Oh no, sorry. This isn't him. This is a John Hop Johns Hopkins uh, University. Six point five seven. So so roughly six and a half percent of Texans have been fully vaccinated. So you mentioned herd immunity is at seventy percent. So this is obviously well below that. That's right. And you know the the prevailing um, you know obviously neither of us are doctors, but the prevailing. Uh, Nor we the, should the, be. The, 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 the prevailing thought that I've seen from from medical experts is that even once the vaccines are administered, you know, in crowded spaces, it's still prudent to wear masks until like the you know the this this virus really starts dying. You know, like um, even 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 though like you know it'll have a tougher time spreading, and if it does find a host, it's it's the impact on that host is you know. Uh, if if things work like they're supposed to, is going to be much lessened. You know, you can you can still really deal the virus a a a, a death blow by combining, uh, you know, masks and distancing with the vaccine. And if you do that for like, you know, a set amount of time, then your chances of you know uh, getting to the point where you can really get back to business as usual in, increase. So, you know, obviously this is extremely premature, but I mean, you know, it's to be expected. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's the way they want to go and they want to uh, jeopardize any of the, the, uh, the improvements that they got, because they, they were saying that 10 million people, 10 million Texans have actually recovered from COVID. So like 10 million people got infected in texas alone i was like jeez mm -hmm. yeah uh yeah, okay it's, it's pretty crazy so i i lied there was more there was one more uh silly headline that i wanted to talk about um really not the story itself is you and i were talking off air about uh the story and and you know for royal watchers this is 
big news because they they'll 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 chomp at anything that happens with the royals but the queen has granted prince william a new title oh this one's a this this one's a big one too he is now also in addition to being the duke of cambridge and the earl of strathern he is also the lord high commissioner to the general assembly of the church of scotland mm-hmm. so what does that mean it means that Prince William didn't get the title that he really wanted, which was king. <laughs> He's got time. He's got time. He's just waiting. Uh, I I didn't look this up, but this was just more because uh, the royals are probably all fuming right now because tonight was the. So we're 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 recording this on Sunday. Um, tonight was the tell-all interview with Oprah with uh, Meghan and Harry, right? Yeah, I believe so. So, this is this is how 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 big how big this is in in uh, in our household. This 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 interview. You and I are talking about a guy getting his nuts chopped off in a cockfight, and my wife is watching a movie <laughs> with Chuck Norris and a dog, rather than watching <laughs> this interview. But but I I I love the the topics that are covering right though. So they'll cover the this this recent revelation that apparently uh megan is apparently akin to julie payette when it comes to hr related issues but i think that one doesn't have any legs i think that story came out because of this oprah thing because otherwise it would have came out way earlier right Mm um i mean i as as much as i can feel bad for her i do feel bad for uh megan in this situation because like i think she's kind of held to this ridiculous standard because, and I think it's because she's biracial and she's American. Right. And yep. Yep. So those, those aren't, those aren't, uh, those are two combinations that if you're a part of that blue blood inner circle, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you're, you're not making any friends there. Yeah. And also, you know, she had a very independent life beforehand. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and to suddenly come into this where the I, I kind of envision that even even though the, we don't see them, that the royals are just like any other uh, monarchy, like even ancient monarchy, where there's like this um, a group of eunuchs that are actually hidden running things. <laughs> and they're basically just telling her, oh, you, this is how you dress. This is how you speak. This is what you do. And I think she just didn't want anything from that right and i think harry was also like you know saw what it did to her mom possibly and just said mm-hmm. okay we're done um but that, that also say, leads yeah. yeah so i but it definitely leads to the question of you know you know is there any relevancy to the throne to anybody these days now i'll leave that to Cur- curtis to you because you have greater ties than i do but I'm not. I'm not holding a, a candle for any of the Chinese uh, imperial days, but uh, no. Um, I mean, for me, like you know, yeah. I I, I would consider myself, I guess, you know, uh, British. By you know, like three three of my four grandparents were from London. My dad was from London. Uh, I lived in London for a while, and. Uh, yeah, like I personally have no interest in these people at all, and 
I guess at this point they're maybe good for tourism. They're they're good for keeping uh, Britain in the news. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, and 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 I obviously there's there's a tradition there, but is this a tradition that that Britain really needs at this point? Mm-hmm. I mean, and Canada, I guess by extension, you know, I think I think our ties to the monarchy are quite weak by this point. Um, but do do we really do we really need it? Like, do, like what 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 young people in Canada do you know that? think at all about the british monarchy you know it's all it's all people like it's all people like and my dad who is who is like you know born and raised in england has no interest in them either uh but you know his friends some of his friends that are of his age do still and think that it's a it's a tradition worth keeping and all this kind of stuff but i think as time goes on it's just there's just going to be less and less interest except for the fact that Americans can't get enough of this. So from a from I guess they'll just stay around to be to be entertainment for Americans. Mm-hmm. No, that's and, and it starts tonight with Oprah and hopefully more drama to continue. But let's just leave it there. It's been a crazy news cycle for 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 us this 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 week in this episode. Let's get on to more important things here. So let there goes the headlines. Let's toss them out. Uh, we need some sound effects of me whipping paper across the room or something right now. Um, That's a good crop, though, Larry. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. But uh, WandaVision, WandaVision ended concluded uh, this week. Uh, we didn't record before uh the last episode to talk about um uh episode eight so we'll kind of do a a dually coverage uh of of the show of the of the two episodes so let's just kind of go back to episode eight so this was an episode um primarily agatha uh the revealed agatha harkness and uh wanda um, and you finally know, or you you discover Agatha's true intention. So the the, the episode starts off with kind of like a, I guess a, a, a not origin story, but rather just kind of some history for Agatha. Um, so uh, spoilers from here, but I'm sure everyone's seen it. But uh, Agatha's uh, been like, I guess she's like captured by some other witches, and they were going to, I guess, terminate her for some heresy or acts of unwitchiness. Um, and one of them, uh, the, the, the head person is, I guess, her mother. And uh, you see her draining the powers of the other witches and uh, she takes them all out. And you just know that she's a very powerful and old witch because I think the, it was like uh, Salem 1600s, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Agatha's, uh, Agatha's ancient, much like the comic book character. Mm-hmm. Um. The episode was great because after the Agatha reveal, the the TV show vehicle ends, I guess, and uh, we start learning more about, I guess, what's been going through Wanda's voyage, right, uh, behind the scenes. And I, I thought it was, the episode was really, really well done. Um, you 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 as the watcher understand where the TV shows come into play 
right? You and I were talking about that. Uh, the, it's probably best described as like these sitcoms are uh, Wanda's safe zone, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically, like when she was in growing up in Sokovia, her uh, her her dad would like get all this sudden like it sort of made it seem like it was contraband. Like I don't know what Sokovia is supposed to be. It's supposed to be Eastern European, but I guess like the way that they sort of show it, it's like a Balkan Republic kind of thing. Yeah. Where maybe this stuff is outlawed. And uh, so, so he's got like all these DVDs and it's all the stuff that has been referenced on the show. So like there's Dick Van Dyke and there's Malcolm in the middle and, uh, and, and I think Bewitched was in there. I can't remember, but he's got all these DVDs. And what was it? They have English night. It's it's so they have this family tradition where it's English night, where they all speak English and they watch these contraband DVDs of of uh, American sitcoms. And I guess that's where she's happiest. But then it's also during one of those when the Stark Industries bomb um, crashes into their house and kills her her the twins, her and Pietro's parents. So, that's right. and that, that's where the, the the first trauma and the tie into the first commercial, right? Which was right, the, yeah. Which is the toaster and the blinking red light, right? So yes. that was basically like the story. Well, that Wanda told was that they were underneath. I guess they were underneath a bed. Mm-hmm. Was it underneath the bed? And they were staring at this uh, undetonated bomb this flashing red light for, I guess, two days um, or whatever the story is. So, um, and then it, so that gets a bit of her history and then it, it moves forward to the Hydra base, right? Where they uh, learn, you learn a bit more about Wanda. She was exposed to the mind stone from uh, Loki's staff. Um, and you assume that either her powers were accelerated or amplified because of the Mind Stone. I think that's what they implied, right? Mm-hmm. And she's... What is she watching in her jail cell? Is it Brady Bunch? Uh, yeah. I think it was. I think it was it Brady Bunch. Brady Bunch, yeah, it is, yeah. Yep, yep. So, again, the, the show... TV comes into play during all these traumatic... Another traumatic uh, uh, spot in her life, right? where she uh, breaches some threshold with the, with the stone and there's like a sense of solitude because she's just in this cell. Uh, Then it goes to Avengers headquarters, right? And she's Mm -hmm. watching Malcolm in the middle. Yes. And having a conversation with uh, vision. Uh, It's, it looks like it's supposed to take place almost immediately after the events of, Age of Ultron, because she's still mourning the death of um, of Pietro, and mm-hmm. and Vision is still trying to figure out. You know, he's the Piet Pinocchio, I guess, at this point in time, just trying to figure out life in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so during each uh, visit, Agatha is slowly like you're trying. Agatha is trying to figure her out, right? Because I think she's trying to figure out how Wanda is doing all of this yes and i guess uh, we should have said at the beginning that that's why agatha showed up right she said she detected this thing Mm -hmm. went to see what kind of magic this was and she's been trying to figure this out herself 
Yeah, um, and I guess she her thing is like she I guess she was expe- expecting an experienced practitioner of magic and instead found Wanda who's really doesn't know her powers. I mean she knows how to use them to a degree, but she doesn't know what the extent of them or the reasons for them, which I think was a surprise for uh uh for Agnes, for Agatha. Yeah. Uh and then it goes does is there one no i don't i think that's it right it and was there what well there wasn't one more visit right that that was it Mm -hmm. so uh that's when uh oh no i'm sorry no they they, uh they they go they jump to uh wanda visiting sword to look for the body or vision and what we thought as the viewers of wanda actually going and stealing the body never happens well you see the security footage of her barging in but mm-hmm. uh, and her breaking the glass but she never does take the body she just goes there and she basically grieves right right because again that visit i guess you're thinking it's days after infinity war endgame right yeah um and uh the bodies being gruesome you know, it's it's vision. He's a robot, but it's like gruesomely being t- disassembled. Yeah, it's splayed out. It's That's like right. it's splayed out everywhere. He's in pieces, and and I guess that was um, the dude. I always forget his name. The 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 sword guy. The sword director. Yeah, the sword director. His. Uh, he, I, I guess like he 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 was luring her in there essentially. So that, um, I think she wanted she he wanted her to touch the, to touch the the body right, mm-hmm. and because uh, he's looking for ways to uh, to jumpstart, because he because right. he has the guys he has his the, his sword henchmen stand down, and kind of allows her to infiltrate the space. Right. I, I don't think that's what ended up working though, because don't they get like a piece of vision from when he tried to escape the hexes? Isn't that what they ended up using at uh, some point? Or what did they? What do they actually? What did they actually? Oh, say? okay, okay. Uh, let's let's uh, let's wait for that when we talk about uh, the font. Actually, no, no. That what that did happen in that episode. Okay, hold on. Uh, let let's just let's just wait because uh, a bit more happens before we that that reveal. So. Um, heavily grieving Wanda leaves sword without vision. She starts driving towards Westview because of a letter. And it, I guess what you wind up seeing is this letter is from vision. I guess, I guess we're led to believe that he bought a lot in Westview for them to build a home. Mm-hmm. Can I, can I also and, just say before we get too far into it? Yeah. Did you enjoy the, how, um sort of modest and and uh and and non ostentatious Wanda's car was. Like like she was oh, yeah. it's like, it's like, like driving a station wagon. <laughs> no no wasn't it like <laughs> this little four door sedan yeah, it was, Cadillac? Yeah. It was like it was like a uh I, I don't even know what the Cadillac line is, but you're right. You know, what would a superhero <laughs> rent? And okay, sure. Yeah, you know. it was it was a really yeah, it was really like non-flashy, very 
she is just a, a person of the people, really. That, that that's that's right. Now, would who probably shouldn't know how to drive if she was in Sokovia, maybe, or maybe driving in. You know, she probably would have drove something like something out of The Simpsons, right? A lot of put it in H. Get, or yeah, put it put it in H. It gets fifteen hectares on a thimble of kerosene. Um, so she goes to this plot in Westview, which is an empty pl- empty lot with some foundation, and there's, there's this letter. I you assume again that was written by Vision, and really that all triggers this grief like this overwhelming sense of grief that uh i can only that's that's how i could describe it yeah. that, that wanda goes through and it triggers basically it's like it triggers this thing that happens and what happens is she creates the house and she creates the hex and she creates vision mm-hmm. out of thin air <laughs> yeah um and once everything has been set and established, um, you then assume that's where the, the beginning of episode one starts, right? Yeah. Um, so what you were saying, so I, they, they took the drone that Wanda attacked in episode six or seven mm-hmm. because she throws it back, but she also used her powers. So, Somehow the drone retained some of her powers. So they used, they hooked up the drone in, you know, some technical, technical, technical way and used it to jumpstart the vision body. Yeah. So there was some, I knew that there was some kind of MacGuffin involved yeah. that required Wanda or, or a piece of vision or, or something like that. And, and and somehow they knew how to harness chaos magic. I think that's what <laughs> Yes, they did. <laughs> now, is it, would that be Hayward, AC or that's the guy's DC? name, right? Hayward? Hayward, Hayward? Yes, 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 yes. All right. Hayward knows, Hayward knows chaos magic. I, I don't think they teach that in, uh, in, in, in shop anymore to how to harness or amplify chaos magic as your source. Yeah. You got wood shop, welding, you know, metal shop, chaos magic. <laughs> your last unit. AC, AC, DC, and chaos magic. <laughs> uh but i i i like that episode i i you know you really get a lot of like so much sympathy towards the wanda character like you were still it was slowly being built up like because you were going she can't be the big bad in this right even though she does create this but you see all the grief she goes and again uh, elizabeth olsen great job like mm-hmm. uh you know she did she she did a great job so episode ends with agatha realizing uh, what she has done and deduces that she's quote unquote, the Scarlet Witch, which the episode ends there because you're not explained. Well, we know the term, but mm-hmm. what, what does that mean? Right. Mm-hmm. To Elizabeth Olsen, like she doesn't know it. So uh, uh, Agatha has uh, the, the two boys like on a leash, I guess at, at the end yes. of the episode. Yeah. Um, so that ends episode eight, which and then both the, and of then us really enjoyed. And then there's two. Uh, is there two post credit sequence? Oh, no, that's the last. Uh, one. There's just the one. Just yeah, the we just one. got the one. Right, because the one, the one with the one, yes, because the one where uh, Pietro captures Monica Rambo was the last episodes after credit se- mid credit sequence, 
And then this mid mid credit sequence was the uh, the the birth of the White Vision. That's right. So they they jumpstart the White Vision. Yeah. Which is basically Vision. Yeah, it's right. Because it's Vision it's with body, a physical humanity, body. essentially. That's right. Or the memories. So it's yeah. So he's he's got the capabilities and and uh, and and uh, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, he and he definitely looks like his eyes are more robotic looking like he definitely looks more like a like a like a weapon than than the vision that we've come to to know in this uh in this show mm -hmm. and um it's a uh, yeah it's it's quite the emotional episode lots of feels um and, and kind of um i whether or not they they because they would have filmed this. Actually, did they film this during the pandemic? They they did, right? I think so. So I wonder. I wonder if they made some script changes, or it was just really convenient because of how, you know, I guess the emotional catharsis of WandaVision in our year of grief. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean, like it just seemed really convenient. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. So I, I'm 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 kind of curious at that. We'll probably never know the answer, but. Uh, but let's let's talk about um, the final episode. So this is the episode that just aired this Friday, the epic conclusion. I'll call it the Marvel conclusion or the superhero conclusion because everything that we saw from episodes one to seven, I wouldn't say get thrown out the window, but definitely episode nine is your Marvel movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, there's two episode long fight scenes between Wanda and Agatha. And then there's the two visions go at it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, no need to kind of go too much. They, they fight, they fight, they fight the two vision. The two vision one is interesting. Um, at, at first I was worried, Oh my God, this is not another Superman V Batman, Martha. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. a moment because uh i'll call him hex vision so hex vision uh mentions something about uh, theus theus theus's ship right yes and then all of a sudden the uh white vision stops fighting and they have this existentialist debate about, about theus's ship right yes um and uh there's like this bonding that happened let's just say that like hex vision touches white vision and i guess was able to do what they were trying to do in uh infinity war um avengers which was trying to detach vision from the mind stone but keep everything that's part of vision i mm -hmm. guess so the white vision gets this awakening, but then he leaves. Right. He yeah. realizes that he is vision and he leaves yeah. and we never see him ever again. And his eyes turn to the more human looking eyes. That's right. Um, and, uh, so that, that concludes that. Cause I don't want to, I don't, you know, it's, it was a, it was a, it was a fight scene with two visions. There's lasers. There's, you know, I did, I did, phases. Enjoy, the, I did enjoy the ship of Theseus conversation though. I, I did, but at first it just kind of came out of nowhere and I just felt like, oh no, this is not a Martha thing. But I think they 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 got me back when they started talking 
more about it. Um, versus Martha. My mom's name is Martha. Yeah. But that's, <laughs> where, that, that's where that ended. It ended <laughs> like this would at least they had to go into the ship of Theseus problem, right? That's and, right. And, and they actually like saw it through to its logical for them. <laughs> the logical conclusion. Logical conclusion. Which the Martha, no, that's, that's... Martha did not have a well, as as uh, yeah, as 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 you can imagine, my my fears were lessened. <laughs> but I, I, yeah, but for that split second when I was watching it, I was just like, "No, this is not the Martha <laughs> moment of uh, MCU, is it?" Um, the Agatha Scarlet Witch fight gets more interesting because um, you realize that. Uh, Agatha's motives is to also absorb the chaos magic, right? So there's a, again, emotional scene where Agatha uncuts everyone from Wanda's magic and they wake up and they all start kind of approaching Wanda. And you realize that they were, they were under, Wanda had them under control to play the role, but they were also experiencing Wanda's feels. So, Mm -hmm you know and nightmares uh, and and nightmares and 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 her grief so uh that was i thought that was really well done um and so let's just let's just fast forward the fight scene wanda tricks agatha by um implanting the runes in the hex which stopped wanda from using her magic in episode eight um, and was able to subdue Agatha. Mm-hmm. Um, her new costume appears. So with the Scarlet Witch crown and her new outfit and fight over Scarlet Witch, Wanda wins. Um, end of story. <laughs> so essentially, I think it's, it's sort of the 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 whole thing ends up being a, a way for Wanda to finally get closure over the you know the many instances of grief and like the gr- grief is something that's in the superhero movies is Marvel does it better than DC again but it's it's so it's it's so fleeting it reminds me kind of of, of like Jaws you know Jaws like Quint gets eaten by the shark. Mm. And then, uh, and then, and then Richard Dreyfus's character—I forget his name—comes up and he and he and he looks at Brody and he goes, "Quint," and then Brody's like, "No," and then that's her moment of grief for like a major character in the thing, <laughs> and that's what it's like in super. So this was actually like a prop because, like, you think about how many traumatic experiences like superheroes go through in these movies we watch, and mm-hmm. this is the first like exploration of that like in any sort of with any sort of depth so mm-hmm. so so yeah it's interesting so she comes she comes out of it with heightened awareness of her powers and with the ability to sort of let go let go of vision That's... let go of pietro uh you know let go of 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 of, of the kids which you know were 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 a creation of hers but she does say something interesting to them she says thank you for for choosing me to be your mother mm. which which i think is going to come up later on 
because like that's such a weird thing to say so so i'll i was going to talk about something about easter eggs that would be an easter egg <laughs> right <laughs> because we don't know what that means right and and but but i'll i'll get to that when i start going into why i i really dislike fanboys but um so what you realize is she uh wanda collapses the hex for a very short moment to let the people of westview out or i think they tried to escape but then they don't and but you still you you see that vision and the boys are confined to the hex right that that's mm-hmm. the main thing that you need to understand uh so the episode ends agatha is bested and is given her agnes personality um and assumably you know she'll be called upon maybe down the road uh mm-hmm. we'll see yeah and then the, and the hex disappears which means vision the vision, uh, hex vision yeah. is gone the kids are gone yeah exactly so um and there's this great scene where wanda meets up with monica they have like basically their 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 apologetic peace moment both characters at peace with each other and then um you know the town's still not down with (laughs) with what wanda has done over the last Mm -hmm. i i guess i guess it's supposed to be the span of a week i guess Mm -hmm. um and uh it's just uh and she just leaves Mm -hmm. uh and then cue the after sequences right right um which uh which are two interesting ones but they both kind of open up their own little things so the monica one uh she's like called to the theater to meet someone there's no one there the sword agent um reveals herself as i i don't know the name of the creatures but the creatures from the scroll she's a scroll scroll from 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 uh from captain mar captain marvel Mm -hmm. and uh, they allude that captain marvel is that that danvers is calling for her Mm -hmm. right Yes. Is, is that that's that's what you're supposed to lead to believe yeah or, or i i wasn't sure if they were talking about if she was talking about like her like the scroll leader like i wonder i wasn't sure if she was talking about talos because um do you remember at the end of it might have been the last spider-man movie and it shows nick fury and he's on this big space station that i think the scrolls were working on mm-hmm. um because sword that's what sword is in the comics it's like a uh like it's it's a interstellar sort of um peacekeeping organization or whatever. So I'm wondering if that's what they're kind of setting up is the evolution of Sword and she's going to be a part of that. Um but I wasn't sure if it was Captain Marvel or Talos who's like the the main scroll uh from Captain well, Marvel. There was something and I forgot what episode it was. That I I was thinking about that too. I wasn't sure, but I figured it must be Captain Marvel. But um, there was made no sh- uh, mention of Captain Marvel in an earlier episode. I, I think it might have been episode three or four. And Monica makes this face, mm-hmm. but not of yeah. Oh, I know her, or we're we're good friends. Like she was, uh, she kind of had this look of 
uh, non-plus or disdain mm-hmm. or so uh, I didn't kind of dig into that. I know I, I, I saw it, but I don't think we kind of talked about it because I didn't know what to think of it. You know, I figured, well, something might come out of it, but mm-hmm. um, and then the other uh, end sequence was uh, Wanda in isolation somewhere out in the woods. She's making tea and her astral projection is like studying and practicing magic in the other room. So a la uh, Dr. Strange, mm-hmm. right? Which we see him do in the first, his first movie, right? Yeah. He's like sleeping and, but he's actually, his astral plane is like studying. Um, so kind of, you know, a little nod to that. Um, yeah, you know, I, the, the series itself was great. That last episode, you know, I think it is what it is. It needed to do what it needed to do. Um, uh, and she got her new costume. The Scarlet Witch character is defined now that it's this, uh, I don't know if it's like a mythical creature or it's kind of like maybe something equivalent to maybe the Dark Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. But uh, so Curtis, uh the episodes as they stand. Did you, did you like that last episode? Did you like the way it kind of? Uh, I, I liked it. I mean, I think as we were, as I like we talked about earlier, like uh, when we were talking about earlier episodes, like I, I kind of figured that when it got to be sort of like a, like a more a more sort of a standard Marvel experience, that I was probably going to find it less interesting, and mm-hmm. I think I think that's true. I I mean uh, I I found it a lot more interesting when it was sort of uh you know in this weird sort of sitcom marvel show hybrid and really sort of treading new ground you know so you know this one was very heavy on sort of macguffins and marvel things uh which is fine because i like you know i like marvel stuff but it was it was less interesting to me uh having said that you know i thought that it was still a satisfactory wrap to the story like i did like the i did i i kind of like the fact that dr strange wasn't in it i kind of like the fact mephisto wasn't in it it was wanda's Mm -hmm. story and and it and it ended with wanda's closure one interesting thing at the end with that uh when she's studying with uh in the astral plane is she hears those cries for help Uh, from the boys uh, from the boys which again goes goes to what i was saying before when she says thank you for letting me choose to be your mother. So what are those boys? Because maybe they're not pure um, extensions of her, of her chaos powers. Maybe, maybe they are like from another dimension. Maybe she was able to use her chaos powers to bring them in from another dimension or something like that, which would lead to like that, the Dr. Strange and the, that, that, that's, that's right. Because the MacGuffin talk was that he was able to, well, she, this was the part of the goodbye sequence with uh, a hex vision, which was she explained, or she deduced that she was able to create him because of whatever piece of the mind stone was in her. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of, but you're right. Like the kids don't have that type of, connection so yeah where did the kids come from so maybe that they'll they'll uh they'll talk to that but um uh we knew we'd had lots to talk to but let me let me get to what my points and uh why i hate fanboys even more (laughs) so 
I, I, I talked about it a few minutes ago that um, the Easter egg, right? Um, and you and I talked about the Easter egg, the definition of the Easter egg. It's usually something that's in the background, something very subtle, something that might elude to something in the future or uh, something that will happen down, down the road in some way, shape or form. So one of these fanboy sites decided to write a list of uh, Easter eggs in the in the series uh, finale or the final episode. So here, uh, I'll, I'll get you just as angry, Curtis, because uh, here's here's number one. Number one is the Dark Hold. So the Dark Hold is that book that um, Agatha has that's kind of glowing, and she references it in the last epi- last episode of mm-hmm. the mythology of the Scarlet Witch. Not an Easter egg. No, no, <laughs> it's because, used. It, yeah. <laughs> it it might have stayed an Easter egg if we just saw it and yeah. you kind of knew what it was and then it was never used. But the final episode, it is used. It is referenced. The book is open. They're flipping through the pages. <laughs> yeah, it's part of the exposition, right? Like an Easter egg can't, by its very nature, be part of the exposition. That's right. Number two, Sorcerer Supreme. So there was a name drop, or not name drop, but the the tome or the dark home basically says that the Scarlet Witch is he can be or is more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that's an Easter egg. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I mean, other than maybe not directly saying Doctor Strange. I don't. Know. I guess like is he. Yeah, he is called the Sorcerer Supreme in the. That's right. So, nope. so yeah, it's it's part again part of exposition. That's right. You'll love this one. This one got me angry. This one just got me like fury angry. Full Scarlet Witch. Yeah, I mean that's the character. so while her new yeah the new costume like that they're talking about the new costume like her whole new look, not an Easter egg. No. Sorry, guys. Especially last episode, because suddenly her her sweats that she was wearing from the um, uh, from the Julie Bowen episode, yeah. like turns into which. Which, by the way, it looks great. Like it, it's it, it kind of nods to the original, mm-hmm. but it, it it looks decent. Like it kind of looks like a um, it, it kind of takes some design cues from even Vision's design um, into her kind of tunic part and then yeah. she's wearing the skirt and her and again that headpiece is i don't even know what you would call it in the comic books but it's it's more of a crown yeah it right in in the way that's it's 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 uh it's shown here so i thought that was pretty cool um easter egg curtis crying android <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to stop there. Oh, oh, sorry. One more besides the crying android. Astral projection at the very end. Yeah, again, it's part of the exposition. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think this person might be getting Easter eggs confused with like foreshadowing or, you know, yeah, you know like dro- you know, dropping hints, stuff like that. The, the, dropping hints isn't Easter eggs. Like Easter eggs <laughs> are stuff or things that things that are that are hidden. And that's that, right. That you have to be, you know, observant. Hence, see. 
Hence the reference Easter egg to Easter egg hunt. Mm-hmm. As you were saying before the show, it would be the same. Their definition would be if the basket of Easter eggs that were that was supposed to be hidden are sitting like on your grandma's uh, dining room table and just saying, hey, those are yours. Yeah. These are your... not Easter eggs. Yeah, these are um, your Easter eggs. So one more thing that angered me, I, I that's why I have to stop reading these, but they, 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 you know, in a way it's kind of like a car crash. I can't look away. Um, one other thing that bothered me about the, the fanboys and again, why fanboys uh, stink. Um, big complaint about in episode uh, eight, Wanda's room. So when they do the, the memory callback to her at the Avengers compound, big comic simpsons comic book guy complaint her con you know continuity problem her room did not match this her room in civil war ah what was what was different i didn't even bother reading into it i just kind of <laughs> went really guys really why is that even important why couldn't it be that this was literally the 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 um the Quinjet landed on Avengers thing and they just said, Hey Wanda, why don't you stay here? And it didn't turn out to be her final room. Like <laughs> Or or like like she's kind of uh recreating it under duress and maybe it's not gonna be a you know, because she's showing it to That's right, uh, she's showing it to maybe, Agatha. Maybe right. under duress. We've seen that she's under duress the whole show. Uh maybe it's not going to be an exact an exactly faithful rendition to to what it was, you know, like maybe her childhood home wasn't exactly a faithful rendition to what it was because she's because she's conjuring these under duress. So yeah, I, I think like if that's going to be your nitpick, then I don't know. I think that there's within 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 the within the rules of the show, there's re, there's if if not that you should even have to do it, but within the rules of the show there are ways that you can explain that you yeah. can account for those differences without having to write um, it online. That's, that's, that's right. So uh, I guess the only real, the only real question that's left lingering really is white vision, right? So fine. Wanda's out in the woods. She'll become a Jedi master and show up where, whenever needed. But uh, yeah, White Vision just kind of disappeared after the Theseus discussion and didn't, I, you know, where would he go? Where, where, what did he do? Is he, I don't know. Well, it's, it, I mean, it was a good way for them to be able to keep Vision around because, you know, they would have had to make, you know, they would have had to, had, had to make a real leap even by sort of superhero movie standards for Hex Vision to somehow for them to find a way for him to survive the collapse of the hex right so this mm-hmm. was a way that because and and in a way that's kind of true to the comics the white vision like exists in the comics as well as like a you know the the rebranded vision um so this was a way that they could you know keep vision but now he's got uh sort of a, a new purpose which will which will be to sort of come come to grips with his memories and like find his humanity and like he'll maybe end up on a completely different path and that path may not lead back to Wanda like maybe it leads somewhere else 
but mm-hmm. I I like the fact that we'll at least have the you know there there's there's Marvel now has the uh they they have they have the tools in place to put the vision in more things. I think he's he was never I think we were talking about this last time. He's never a character I cared about that much in the comics. Like he was fine. Um but I I've I've really really got to like him um you know over the course of the MCU and especially in this show. And it would just be a shame if this was this was it for him. So obviously it won't be. I think they're they'll they're not going to do this and then not use him. So it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see and and I guess a lot of it will be sort of like him coming to terms with you know knowing now that he's more than a than a than than swords weapon and sort of fig- figuring 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 life out sort of. Um, well, I guess both. I guess both of them are right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Both of them. Well, I guess Wanda. I guess the difference between them would be Wanda is now far up much farther along whereas vision is kind of take has to take a step back and figure it out but they've both got mm-hmm. things to figure out yeah and and um i'm i'm all, i'm all good for that and uh for people to think that there might be a wandavision season two here's a spoiler alert no <laughs> <laughs> no not hard ev- no not everything needs not everything needs like that story was was very well encapsulated in 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 its one season not everything needs to stick around for like well learn from the brits man sometimes you gotta learn from the brits well it's also one of those things where this story could not be told in a two and a half hour three hour movie Mm -hmm. uh and maybe that's what disney is trying to kind of break down in terms of what goes on Disney Plus versus what gets a motion picture release? Mm-hmm. Um, where you kind of need the the time to tell a story like this to really, you know, uh, get the point across and get build up that build up those characters that are needed. Because really, before this, what did we really know about Wanda Maximoff? Oh, you just knew that she. Uh was experimented on by Hydra and, uh, you know, sort of fell into, yeah, joining the Avengers. That was pretty much it. That's right. You see a relationship between Vision and her kind of build up in Civil War. And then they're kind of together at the beginning of Infinity War. Mm -hmm. But really she you know uh, i guess similar to like when they when when he gets his show it's like it's kind of a character like hawkeye right Mm -hmm. you kind of get what the guy's about but they they want to build upon it right yeah give them give them something more to do and yeah it's it's um, a good way to do it like obviously there was the big the big five right and then mm -hmm. the other characters uh especially ones who didn't have their own movies like Vision and Scarlet Witch and Hawkeye kind of take a back, take a take a take a back seat. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, this was a, a a great way to sort of explore. I mean, the the just the Marvel has done a really good job of tapping into their wealth of characters, and uh, and and this is just another example of uh, you know like two characters who were sort of you know a bit more in the background, if you will. 
in the uh in the in the big in the big uh you know Avengers movies or Civil War getting a chance to to be in the spotlight and it was a and it was a huge success so yep you know i i would i would say so i would say so um because i think it also attracted in some ways once people started hearing about the format like maybe non marvel fans to mm-hmm. it yeah i think so i think so and i think um, that yeah the, and and the um yeah the the narrative risks that they took with this you oh, know, I, I just I, and 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 they and they pulled it off. It just it just give, leaves you with so much confidence that you know that these characters in the hands of of of, of you know these creators are 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 going to be you know they're they're going to be uh uh you know well looked after. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. Uh, so this Friday will be treated to uh, a making of documentary of the series or the sh- the the run so that'll be interesting mm-hmm. um maybe we'll learn more about these fancy easter eggs that uh were <laughs> in in our face in full full flight um i, I i'd love i'd love to learn more about or hear more about the creative process of the tv themes so the husband and wife team that did all the uh tv show themes um they were tapped from disney themselves because these two uh, wrote a song. Uh, a lot of people probably they're just going into high school will probably remember. That's a song called "Let It Go" from Frozen. So they wrote that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was their big claim, and also they wrote a whole bunch of pantheon of other body of work for Disney. But uh, when I when I looked at their body of work uh, after the final episode, I was like, oh, okay, well there you go. Yeah, "Let It Go" is <laughs> uh, a, that's a heavyweight. Oh, geez, I'd say, <laughs> I'd say, um, but yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm very curious about the music and then, you know, the, the TV era is chosen. Um, but, uh, no, no, I, I, am very, very, very curious and also kind of, you know, Elizabeth Olsen trying to, you know, keep it all together and, and basically get given this chance to, because she, it was all of her to make or break this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, there was a lot of pressure to pull this off because it, it's a it's a it's a out there idea to build a show like this. Yeah, and she she uh, she was great. Like she hit it out of the park. The, the acting was was like I think, you know, excellent throughout. Well, it's it's her and Catherine Hahn. Like mm-hmm. Paul Bettany's great. Don't get me wrong, but if the two of them didn't work out or didn't have that great chemistry that they did, then that would have failed. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, everyone else outside the hex, eh, it's all right. Because even, even Darcy, like in that final episode, she basically drives the uh, funnel cake truck yeah. <laughs> into town. And basically she just has that one blurted line and that was yeah. it. Right. Yeah. She doesn't get too much. Uh... And she doesn't even, even get a conclusion. No. No, but, so. uh, uh, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, maybe we'll see her show up in something else. Uh, I mean, Jane, yeah, I'm Jane sure. Foster's coming back to the Thor uh, franchise, so. Yeah, I, you know, Natalie Portman needs that Disney money. I didn't think that she would ever want to come back and do it again. Like it's, uh, but hey. 
Think, Weed roll. It's it's just it's just amazing. Like like we were talking about before, like Tim Roth is going to be in that in that She-Hulk <laughs> show. Like just if if you if you can get into one of these movies and you're not a complete jerk, then there's a good chance that that you know you might find yourself back in 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 the Marvel fold at some. Yeah, point. because yeah, because her character is an interesting one because they they more or less sort of in a in a bit of dialogue wrote her off right like in the beginning of thor ragnarok they 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 say that they you know the, the two people that asked for the photo with thor um basically say oh sorry you guys broke up and then he goes oh i didn't break her or yeah you know or i i didn't get dumped i dumped her and yeah i it was almost like a throwaway line just to say yeah she's not in these movies anymore yeah yeah and then and then uh, in infinity war or sorry, in uh, in Endgame, I wasn't sure if that was like stock footage or did Natalie Portman actually come back to film those? I don't know. Like she gets a credit, but I mean that could just be a credit for the no, yeah, but no direct dialogue. Like unlike mm-hmm. the other characters, right? Like uh, Tilda Swinton has a conversation with the Hulk. Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, I guess. Uh, some of the Ant Man characters, like uh, uh, like Michael Douglas, like they're kind of there in the background. They don't really have any dialogue, but I guess same thing. But he's in a scene. Like I just couldn't tell, right? Like she never, she never acted with Thor, or even with Rocket. Like that's right. Yeah, she's she she's kind of like, oh, I'm getting out of bed and walking over here. <laughs> yeah, it could be that they just used. Uh... Just because she has no dialogue, it would be, it would it wouldn't be uh, surprising if they just used like stock footage for that. Yeah, I, again, I was just more curious. Um, I'm I'm not that interested to the point where I'm going to go and research it. But it, at the time when Endgame was playing in the theater and I was sitting there watching it, I that was the first thing that came to my mind was, is that stock footage? Like I, it kind of pulled me out of uh, the movie because I thought there was no way she was going to be in the Marvel movies anymore. Yeah. Uh, at least that's my impression. It didn't, uh, didn't seem like, uh, like she was when, when, uh, you know, cause she never showed up in a, in an Avengers movie. She was in those two Thor movies. Um, and, and, and then, and, and she's done. Yeah. And well, I guess she showed up like in that event in Endgame in that, in that brief amount of, uh, footage there. that's right but but again that's that yeah. was my thing was is yeah. that stock footage <laughs> yeah but um yeah yeah it's uh um i'm kind of excited that she's gonna be that she's gonna be back because you know she's gonna she's gonna be uh she's because jane foster in the uh in the comics eventually becomes thor she she mm-hmm. she's determined worthy to wield me all near so that's what we'll get to see in this one yep uh so what 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 do we need her she needs to be in one more franchise right she's in star wars franchise she's in mcu she needs to be in one more to do a a a geekdom triple crown maybe there's the lord of the rings series that's coming to amazon maybe she can be in that oh maybe or she becomes the next doctor who yep yep could happen (laughs) then Triple, triple crown that geekdom because because like ian mckellen's done it right because he's because he's been harry potter lord of the rings x-men 
That's right. Patrick Stewart's been Star Wars or Star Star Wars Star Trek. Oh my god. <laughs> if a nerd was here, I'd be Oh dead. the the hate the hate mail that we're gonna get all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, he's in Star Trek. X-Men. Is he in the third one? Maybe not. No. Uh we talked about Mandalorian. Uh Michael Bean did Triple Crown. Uh He's Terminator, mm-hmm. Aliens, and uh, Mandalorian. Mandalorian. So Star Wars. So that's yeah. So yeah. that's a that's 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 a that's a very elite group. <laughs> it is. It's uh, Rosario Dawson has now been in Star Wars, Marvel, and uh, and Clerks too. So that's yeah. I'll give her. We'll give her. Yeah, I'll give her a triple <laughs> crown for that. All right, but someone, but but just like the show, we we should give ourselves a triple crown, I think. But uh, any case, that ends uh, another episode, an extra long episode. Hope everyone enjoyed it. Remember that you can catch Curtis and I on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Remember to hit subscribe uh, so that you can catch every single episode. So Curtis and I will be back next week. So just remember that sometimes a cucumber is just a cucumber. Can't stop working from home. Thank <laughs> you.